You're listening to episode number 10 of Radical Shift, how to become the world's best using the power of intuition. So whether you think you have it or not, you're going to want to listen to the entirety of this episode because it happens naturally. And I'm going to show you how to increase the volume on your own inner voice. Now for something a little different. I'm success coach and serial entrepreneur, Carla White, and I'm on a mission to wake the shift out of you. Filled with honesty and humor, this show is designed to lower your stress, increase your income, build your relationships, and make your journey a lot more fun. Welcome to Radical Shift. Welcome back. I am so grateful that you are here. I'm your host, Carla White. You can reach me on Instagram, that's at Hey Carla White, and on Facebook at Hey Carla White. So both are the same. And if you have an aha to share with me, a story, a question, I would love to carry on these conversations over on those other platforms. In fact, if you have a little inkling in your gut that you need to share something with me, please listen to it. In fact, that's what this whole episode is going to be about, how to fine tune your intuition and trust your gut. So a woman wrote to me on Instagram. She said, I just knew he was the one. I hear that comment from so many of my friends. They know their gut instincts, but me, myself, I get crickets. I don't know how to experience it, how to feel it. What are ways to tune into your gut? So whether you call it your gut, your intuition, your natural instincts, paying attention to your natural knowing is a critical craft. It's it's a fine sense that you have. It's a sixth sense that we all have. Our dogs can smell our owners, you know, blocks away. They know when their owner is coming. Bats have sonar radar. We have intuition. And many, many famous and successful people attribute their success to trusting their gut, to knowing their intuition. Sir Richard Branson, Oprah, and I myself, I can divide my life into two categories, when I didn't listen to my intuition and when I did. And usually when I didn't listen to my intuition, it was because it didn't make any sense. So my logical brain talked me out of it and caused a lot of problems, a lot of grief, a lot of hardships to get to where I wanted to go. And then when I did listen to my intuition, and a lot of times When my intuition was speaking really loudly, and by that I mean, it's this knowing in my gut, knowing in my heart, when it was speaking really loudly, it made no sense at all. So I'm going to share a couple of examples so you can just understand exactly how extreme my intuition was against my logical brain. So I was living in Colorado. I was living in Boulder and working for a tech company. I worked remotely in Boulder. So the HQ was in Fargo, North Dakota. And every year in December, they'd have their annual Christmas party. And for some reason, when I woke up the day of the Christmas party in Boulder, my gut said, you need to get to Fargo. You need to get there for that Christmas party. Now, a little bit of a backstory on this. I heard through the grapevine that the company was expanding the consultancy practice over to Europe. 
and they were going to send a consultant to London to build up that practice. And that job had my name written all over it. Yet I was a remote employee. Nobody knew who I was. I didn't know who the hiring manager was. And when I asked for information, usually I came to dead ends because a lot of the people that I was asking, they wanted somebody else for the job or they themselves wanted the job. So I wasn't getting very far. And then this morning in December, I wake up and my gut's saying, get to Fargo. So I get out of bed, I jump on the computer, and I look for flights. Now, at that time, the flights between Denver and Fargo happened maybe two, three times a week. And on that particular day, there were no flights. So I, you'd think at that time I'd go, okay, not going to happen, not supposed to happen. But what I did instead was I looked in Sioux Falls. And I rationalized that my family lives in Sioux Falls, I'll fly into Sioux Falls, and then I'll drive up to Fargo, three and a half hours, and then I'll come back to Sioux Falls so I can spend some time with my family. And I thought that's what my gut was trying to tell me. You need to get home to your family. So I booked the flight and I get to Sioux Falls and it's very late in the afternoon by then. And if you live up north in... The winter months, it gets dark by about four or five o'clock. So by the time my plane landed, it was dark. And all the rental cars were gone, except for a couple of really tiny matchbox size cars, those small little ones. And to make matters worse, a blizzard, a little bit of a snowstorm started to hit in. So there was snow flying sideways. And I had this little matchbox car that I was going to drive three and a half hours north in some wind and snow, which at that point you'd think I would have just said, ain't going to happen. Let's just camp out in Sioux Falls and hang out with my family. But my gut instincts were telling me to keep going. Just get the car, go. So I get this little matchbox car. I white knuckle it all the way up to Fargo. And by the time I get to the party, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, it's almost over. Like there's just a few stragglers who, you know, been drinking too much and me and I am wondering what the heck am I doing? Why did I do this? The party's over. I don't even have a place to stay. I am so exhausted from this trip and white knuckle drive. And I was laughing at myself. I grab a drink. I sit down at a table and there's one other person at that table. So I just start chatting with him and getting to know him a little bit. Well, to make a long story short, he turned out to be the hiring manager for this position over in London. And six months later, seven months later, I was relocating to London. Now, had I used my logical mind, my logical sequence of events of how I should find him, connect with him, get to know him, have him get to know me, that certainly wouldn't have been the answer to suddenly wake up one day and get myself to Fargo, North Dakota. That wouldn't have been the answer. Now, I can also give you examples, and I'm sure you have these of yourself, when you didn't listen to your intuition. And I'm going to share an example, um, which is pretty common amongst a lot of friends of mine, people that I coach. It's a woman who she was divorced and she started dating again. And when she started dating again, she was with this man. I think they were on a couple of dates already. And she just started getting this gut instinct that 
she should just call it quits, like not trust him. He's not one to trust. But she discounted her gut instincts saying that she was overreacting, that she just didn't know the dating scene. It's been a long time since she dated. So she was just being a little bit crazy. And unfortunately, what happened was she ended up marrying him and he had a yacht and they were alone on the yacht and he tried to kill her. He trapped her. He had her at gunpoint and she escaped with just the clothes on her back, the coins in her pocket. She found her two kids who were a little bit older and they had to hide out for a long time away from him. And that's the severity of not trusting your gut instincts. And we all have these at different levels. I uh, remember when our our oldest son was a couple years older, uh, or a couple years old, and friends of ours came over. We were going to offload a bunch of his baby stuff to them. And as we were filling up these boxes and bags with baby stuff, something inside of me said, nope, not yet. You got another one coming. And I could feel it. That was the first time I actually truly felt our second son. And I know a lot of you parents are out there going, yep, I felt my son or my daughter before they arrived in our lives. Now, I'm going to divide this into two parts, this uh, podcast. I'm going to have a second part where it's going to be about getting closer to that, knowing the essence of another individual, another person whether they're here in physical form or not. But in this podcast, what I want to share with you is how to take that intuition that you were born with and make it even stronger. And so you start living a life that is truly spectacular. I want to share a quote that Elizabeth Gilbert wrote in her book, Big Magic, that I think really brings us home. And it says, I believe that our planet is inhibited not only by animals and plants and bacteria and viruses, but also by ideas. Ideas are disembodied, energetic life form. They are completely separate from us, but capable of interacting with us, albeit strangely. Ideas have no material body, but they do have consciousness, and they most certainly have will. Ideas are driven by a single impulse to be made manifest. And the only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. It is only through a human's effort that an idea can be escorted out of the ether and into the realm of the actual. And there you have it, my friends, the essence of what it's like to interact with your intuition. Your intuition is ideas that want to be made manifest. So how do you make those ideas made manifest? How do you, because whether it's finding your partner, buying a house, picking an outfit, writing an email, posting something on somebody's Facebook wall, reaching out to somebody, sending them a text, your body, your your essence of who you are already knows this. And the first thing, I'm going to give you four tips, four practical ways of honing this. And then in the next episode, we're going to take it even further where you're going to be, let's just say, interacting with other energetic life forms. So in this first tip, what I want you to tell yourself is that you you can do this. You have the ability to do this. So if you look at your past, 
And you have these moments in your life where you just knew it. Maybe it was red flags that you missed or knowing that you were going to benefit from something. You, you maybe paid attention to something a little bit more. You knew it. Everybody had that. Whether it was a phone call that was coming in, uh, a job, whether you were going to put your name in for a job, whether you were supposed to talk to somebody. When I met my husband, he was walking into a coffee shop and I didn't see the front of him. I just saw the back of him just briefly go into the coffee shop. In fact, I saw the back of somebody go into the coffee shop. I'm not even sure it was him, but something inside of me said, go into the coffee shop and meet that person. Now, there were a whole bunch of people in that coffee shop and whether the person I saw was him I don't know, but I ended up sitting at a table with this person and ended up marrying him. So we've all had those moments. And if you look at your past and you recognize that you have done this in the past, this is reassuring to yourself that you can do this. Now, it seems so basic, but if you are telling yourself that you don't have the capability to listen to your instincts, then your subconscious mind is going to make sure that you don't have the capability to listen to your instincts. You're basically commanding your subconscious not to do it, not to listen to your instincts, not to pay attention to your gut, to discount it. Now, these intuitions, the examples I gave you, were pretty loud and pretty strong intuitions that I almost couldn't ignore. But most of our intuitions, our, our instincts are, are spoken in a whisper. They're very, very, very subtle. So the second tip is to meditate. And whether you feel like you can meditate or not, we are all born with the ability to meditate. Meditating isn't shutting off your mind. It isn't shutting off your thoughts. It's quieting them down so you can hear your instincts, so you can hear your intuition. And your intuition doesn't react out of fear or lack or not enough. In fact, it's just the opposite. Your intuition knows that there's abundance, that there's love, and that you are safe. And so your intuition works out of faith. Most of our thoughts, in fact, I think it's 70% of our thoughts are negative each day. And I believe that we are conditioned into having repeated negative thoughts through the media, social media, the news, whatever. We, advertising, we are conditioned to focus on the negative because our natural state is joy. So when you can sit down and meditate and quiet your mind, and I'm not going to get into how to meditate in this podcast, but if you can meditate, you increase your intuition, you lower the noise, and you can hear that whisper. Now, the third tip is to ask for guidance. Posing questions to yourself where you can feel a yes or a no. So when I sit down to meditate, I pose three questions to my subconscious. And those are, who am I? What do I want? And how can I serve? And I'm not sitting down to meditate to logically find that answer. I pose them and I let them go. Letting them go is really super important because you aren't going to feel that answer in the same vibration where the question is created. 
usually questions are created out of fear, lack, not knowing, scarcity, and lower vibrational emotions. Whereas intuition, knowing, certainty is in a higher vibration. That's why when you wake up in the morning and you have a gut instinct, you have a feeling, it's usually pretty spot on because you aren't, your logical brain is still asleep. Your ego is still asleep. So if you can ask for guidance and you can do it before you meditate, before you go to sleep at night, see what sort of dreams you have. And I, I, I believe I'm going to have to do an, an episode just about dreaming and the power of dreams. But I want to give you another example of how to ask for guidance. Well, you can feel it in your body. You can feel a yes in your body. So if you have the ability right now, if you're driving, don't do this, do it later. But if you have the ability to close your eyes and ask yourself, am I a woman? And if you are, you most likely will feel your heart center open up. And you might have to ask yourself that question a few times over. Am I a woman? Am I a woman? Am I a woman? Now, as I'm stating that right into the microphone, I can feel my heart center just coming open. Then ask the opposite. Am I a man? Am I a man? And right now I can feel my heart kind of collapse me collapsing and closing up. And if you ask yourself those questions, close your eyes and feel what happens physically in your body, you will feel those yeses and nos. And this brings me to my fourth suggestion. And that is recognizing your visceral reactions, your physical body, the 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 seeing the knowing the dread, the tired, the the exhaustion in your body when you're contemplating something. My friend who was going on a date with that man who later became her husband, who later tried to murder her, she felt a dread in her body. And she dismissed it. Now, when I was planning to go to Fargo or thinking of adopting my second child, I had this euphoria. I had this elation, this excitement. I didn't know what it was about. And it seemed like almost to the point where if I would have said I'm going to adopt a second child or I would get a job over in Europe, I would have dismissed it as being crazy. Like, absolutely not. Just by doing this? No way. But it happens. These these dread, these knowings. So I'm, I'm going to create a podcast all about the adoption process and the misnormal like the misunderstandings of adoption. But one thing I want to share in regards to all this, and I I know we all have so many stories like this, and I hope you reach out to me on Instagram and on Facebook and share your stories, because I think the more we we, um, recognize how powerful intuition is and how much we have it, the more we start to use it, and the more, the less we start to look for outside information to confirm what we already know. And we shortcut the process to whatever we want to get. But um, with my son, my second son, what happened was we, when, you, when you go to adopt, you create what's called a profile book. And it's pictures of you and your husband and your home and your dog and, you know, pulling cookies out of the oven and, you know, reading books to children, all these wonderful pictures of yourself. And when, I, when we went to create our profile books, we were going to get them printed. And 
we we were going to get 100 copies printed, I believe, or 50 or something crazy, a, a lot. And the woman at the printing center said, I bet you don't even need one of these. And when she said that, I'm like, you know what? I bet she's right. But I'm going to hedge my bets and I'm going to get all of them printed. And lo and behold, we didn't need any of them. We were matched with the birth mother and we didn't need a single printed out um, profile book. And now we've got a box full of them down in our basement. But you know these things, you feel them. And to recap what we discussed, look at your past and, and look at what, when you knew your gut instinct, when you actually paid attention to it and when you dismissed it, like when you ignored some red flags and what happened. The second suggestion is to meditate and do that on a daily basis. And you don't have to meditate for an hour or two hours. You don't have to go crazy about it. If you can meditate for just a few minutes every single day and make it a consistent thing, you will start to feel visceral reactions in your body even more. Your body, your the, your mind will be calmed down enough so you can feel your body. And the third, the third suggestion is to ask for guidance. Ask the universe to guide you. Ask the question. Show me an answer. Show me a clue. Let me see this. Sleep on it and let it go. Go for a walk and look for answers. When I was a programmer and we when you're programming you always come across bugs. <laughs> In fact, I always joke that Microsoft is still getting bugs out of their software today that I probably wrote. I wasn't the best programmer, but when you are stuck with a bug, like you're constantly coming across this issue and you cannot figure it out and you try this and you try that. One thing I would do is I would just go for a walk. I'd put on music, go for a walk, and sure enough, as soon as I came back in the door, I knew exactly where that bug was. And this I do this with all areas of my life, whether it's software or business or my family, any sort of issues. If I let it go, even for just 10 minutes, go for a run, go for a walk, I find the answer. It is out there, but sometimes when we're constantly looking at where the answer isn't, if we're constantly looking at the problem, we can't see the answer. And then the fourth one is to pay attention to your visceral reactions, your physical body and what it is telling you. Your cell, on a cellular level, you know. In fact, we are 99.9999% energy, open space, just energy. And our bodies are reacting to the energies around us and a knowing, an instinct, an intuition saying yes or no. Do it, go, try, see, buy that plane ticket, stay home. And I want to hear from you. What ways do you hone your intuition? What do you use to hone your intuition? And what stories do you have about your intuition, using your intuition? Please reach out to me at Hey Carla White. And on the next episode of Radical Shift, what I'm going to get into is more in the realms of what people say is maybe being a medium, 
talking to the dead, <laughs> although I call them more alive than us because we're the ones who are actually dying. Um, but it's going to be a little bit more out there, more woo-woo than I've ever gotten before. But it's going to be fun because um, I think we all have these stories and we've all connected in one way or another. And I want to share some amazing experiences, not just with myself, but with some of my best friends and how their instincts, their knowings actually even save their lives. Yeah. All right, guys. Until then, keep creating radical shit. Thank you so much for listening. Now, if you want to create a radical shift in your life, all you have to do is head over to thegratitudeapp.com and that will take you directly to the app store where you can download it and start using the gratitude app today. Now, if you're the type of person who loves to help out family and friends, be sure to share this episode. And if you ever want to reach out to me, just head on over to Instagram at Hey Carla White. I'd love to hear from you and hear your comments. Until then, keep being limitless, keep being adventurous, and keep creating radical shifts.